0: Welcome back to At the Devil's, Devil's Ball. Where we talk Night about Night horror Night. and genre film in a positive and productive manner. I am Samuel Numenade. with me as always is my co-host and founder of The Feast, Nathaniel Johnson. How are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing well, doing well. We're starting yep. uh we're starting our Christmas stuff, our, our yeah. holiday stuff.
0: Our uh our holiday, yeah. We got a couple of Burton films coming up, a couple other films. Uh are you excited for this one? Because this is my favorite Batman movie, first of all. I'm very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. This... We're doing uh, Batman Returns, which is mm-hmm. our, um, I think is actually my favorite Batman movie too. Um, especially this time around when I, I watched both 89 and this one back to back. And I'm like, you know, I, I think Batman Returns is the better movie. And I know that's oh, yeah. probably an unpopular opinion, but.
0: Well, it, it's weird because I feel like the general public at the time, like really, really loved these, the, at least the first Batman movie. Yeah and um comic fans at the time were a little bit underwhelmed because they're never happy <laughs> and they're like well the joker's not exactly the same as she is in the comic or like the joker hasn't been the same in the comic any given year i mean it's no. different all the time but the rest of the no. characters do but there was a lot of backlash to that but i feel like the second one people had calmed down by that time that came out because there wasn't as much ba- uh, backlash that i remember even though the the penguin is more off script than the Joker ever was. If you oh, for compare sure. him to the books, for sure. Um, so I don't know. It's it's always been a favorite of mine. You know, it came out when I was I don't know fourteen, so right at a good age for that, I think.
1: Yeah, um, that means I was ten. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it in the theaters. I remember really. Li- I think I remember liking it as a kid. I think that it was a yeah. movie that um, it's gotten more popular in recent years uh um, right. which we'll we'll talk about uh throughout the this episode. Um but yeah I mean it's uh, I think it's a movie that wasn't really dug as much up until uh, yeah. you know five or six years ago and then all of a sudden people were revisiting it and being like this is like pretty great. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: and I was I was old enough when I saw it that I was like you know in the right age where I could still like want the toys and but I could also appreciate the movie you know as a movie. I got like the best of both worlds there.
1: Yeah, this film was—they marketed the hell out of this movie. This was advertised yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they were on everything. Um,
0: big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, and we got you know some really really awesome guests today.
1: We do. Um, yeah, you yeah.
0: want to yeah. wait and unveil them when that time uh, comes. We're gonna, what?
1: yeah, we're gonna wait. They're they're uh, yeah. they're really exciting guests that we're really really excited for um I mean, I mean people are gonna know when they see you know the artwork for this episode yes, but let's pretend true. like they won't that's true let's yeah. pretend it's a reveal but yeah, yeah i mean it's gonna be uh it's it's uh, it's a really exciting lineup of guests that we have this week and uh, i think although, I,
0: I think i'm about as nervous as i was the first time we recorded so this ought to be interesting it's a big one it's a big, yeah. it's a
1: big it's a big nervous one yeah i'm i'm pretty nervous uh and uh yeah and um and yeah i might as well put it out there that i got my covid booster and my flu shot yesterday Right. So if I should suddenly like, you know, die, um, right. an episode, that's why, um, but, um, but no, I mean, like, I, I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. But, uh, but I just wanted to put that out there as a, uh, as I always like to do is be like, I have excuses for why I screw up.
0: Um, I haven't slept well all week and it's not because yeah. of this, this podcast is just yeah. because I haven't slept well all week. So it's, yeah. it's yeah. been fun. Uh, um,
1: I, I will just start making them up every week. Be like, I got hit by a brick this week. Right. Um, in
0: case I <clears throat> excuse me, yeah.
1: oh! In case I can, you know.
0: and this weather is messing with my sinuses, if you
1: can't tell. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's
0: December in Cleveland. It doesn't know if it wants to be sixty degrees or negative two.
1: Oh, the same thing here. Yeah, in Missouri. Uh, we we've had seventy degrees the last two days, uh, yeah. and then today we're in the fifties. I think, um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. But, uh, but anyways, I let's you... yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Let's you uh, got yeah. the vital stats. I'll get some vitals out there. That's my job this week. So, yeah, we're doing Batman Returns, made in 1991. um, 1992, sorry. And uh, our cast, of course, uh, obviously directed by Tim Burton. Uh, It was uh, written by uh, Daniel Waters and Sam Hamm, um, uh, with Bob Kane being uh, credited as uh, creating the characters. Bob Kane, of course, actually was actually involved in uh, Batman 89 and this movie. Uh, in minor ways, we'll talk about that, I think a little bit. Um, and as well as Bob Kane's widow, uh, actually has a speaking role in this film. And then and when Bill, actually feel-
0: Bill Finger is still not credited because this was before they won that lawsuit Yeah, about, about the credit. Yeah, Going correct. back, it's, it's, it's weird not seeing that nowadays. Cause you know, I'm used to having seen both of their names in the credits for Batman stuff for
1: a while now. Yeah. Sorry, yeah go no. ahead. No, at this point though, no. Yeah. Uh, Bill Finger was not being credited yet. Um, but our main cast, uh, what a cast. Um, it's, uh, it's an extraordinary cast. Uh, we've got Michael Keaton, obviously, playing, uh, uh, starring Batman uh, as Batman and Bruce Wayne. We've got Dana DeVito as Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman slash Selena Kyle. We've got Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. You returning
0: you- to our show, Christopher uh, Walken.
1: Yep. Uh, I know uh, he's playing Max Shrek. Um, and then we've got uh, Michael Gao as Alfred, mm-hmm. Michael Murphy as Mayor, Christy Conaway as Ice Princess, your pal Andrew Baranowsky as <laughs> my Chip. pal. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Sam has strong feelings about Andrew Baranowsky. Uh, as uh, he, he played, played,
0: yeah, he played Leatherface in the remakes, which were good, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. a yeah. bunch of other roles, but uh, in recent years he's kind of been a dick online. So
1: very true, very true. Uh, and then a uh, uh, Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon, he's wonderful. Uh, and then Vincent Schiavelli, uh, a, a very real uh, that guy sure. actor.
0: It's always a, always a treat to see him every yeah. time I see him. like yeah we're he's we're from time the definitive
1: at least. one of the definitive that guy actors. He's right. in every everyday movie. Uh, he's in the movies all the time. Uh, and then uh, Steve Whitting and Jan Hooks as Josh and Jen. Um, those are pretty much the main ones. Uh, we do have a couple of other Anna Katarina uh, as Poodle Lady. Uh, Rick Zumwalt as tattooed strongman, um, you know, as members of the gang. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's that's pretty much the. Major... Um, hmm? Doug Jones was
0: in it as uh, one of the clown, one of the background clowns. Oh, really? Clown, yeah.
1: Oh, very cool. I uh, love Doug Jones. But yeah, I don't we... know.
0: I don't know if I spotted him when I was watching it but I saw when I was looking up the IMDb and I don't know if he had any lines or anything, but I love Doug Jones and I have to say it <laughs> when he's there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, if he, yeah, if he's in this movie, then uh, definitely call him out. Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, it's a, it's a hell of a cast um, and everybody's doing great work in this movie, uh, which we'll talk about, especially our principals who are all uh, giving, I think career best performances in this movie. Yeah. And uh, which is funny because actually like Michael Keaton is like, you know, like took it because he like wanted to buy a house. Right. Like, uh, you know, Michael Keaton actually uh, only recently apparently revealed he even watched the movie uh, recently. Like he actually just didn't bother. Um, he just didn't care. Um, but yeah, like it was just a it was just a, a job that he took uh, to buy to buy a house quite literally right. real estate deal. He needed the money. With the which is opposite of uh, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer, who were both like killing to get on this picture. Like they were both like huge, huge fans and wanted desperately to get on the film, Um, but they didn't. uh, uh, But yeah, so they were really into it, and Michael Keaton was just like, eh. Um, But uh, and then of course Burton was also a little reluctant to do the film as well, from what I've read. Um, Right. uh,
0: Until they basically said he could do
1: whatever he wanted, whatever he wanted. And then, um and then he said he'd do it and then um he then said it was actually a funner a funner set to work on right the film. um yeah we'll, we'll talk about that we'll talk about um uh you know a few things when we have our guests on we'll talk about um uh, uh how i feel like tim burton uh really came into his own with this picture um you know this is a this is a movie that really nailed down i think tim Burton's style um i think that uh, we'll talk about um We'll talk more about these performances and great work from the, from the cast here. Um, and probably talk more shit about Andrew Branarski. So, uh, Hopefully so not, I,
0: I feel like I, yeah, that's obviously. all we need to say about him.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, so in, in just a moment, we'll bring up our guests and um, we will, uh, we will have a good time. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we'll see you on the other side and stay safe until then. Mm-hmm. And we're back from our imaginary commercial break. We um, really want to buy all those things that we didn't see in this commercial break.
2: Very
1: true. Very true.
0: <laughs> but anyways, our, our guests are here. Uh, Nathaniel, do you want to bring in? And we'll, we'll get rolling on Batman Returns.
1: Absolutely. So first, our, our first guest is a returning guest. We've had him on a couple of times. We're always glad to have him. Uh, he is a, a honcho over at dumbindustries.com. He uh, is a great producer of uh, comedy uh online and uh we've always loved to have him uh he is the producer behind uh mary Jo peels uh, the mary joe peels show he's got his own project coming up uh what's it uh, watch supermarket sweep with me yes Not me, it's chris gersbeck um <laughs> and um and it's uh and so we always love having him on the show uh chris gersbeck welcome back
3: thank you guys thanks, thanks for having me back i always love talking to you guys so oh, we always it. have a great Thank time you. talking yeah.
1: with you uh, and then we have two very very special guests uh we've been fans of them for forever um
0: 25 years for me yeah
1: yeah it's been a long yeah. time um and so uh we're very very pleased to have them uh we've got uh uh they are most famous for perhaps their roles as dr clayton Forrester and tv's frank on mystery science tv 3000 they have recently been doing their uh the mads are back uh the uh, you guys are, you guys are on Twitch now.
3: Uh no, still YouTube. Still YouTube. YouTube. Uh, okay. uh, every now and then we've had to move to Twitch because YouTube has weird copyright algorithms oh, and stuff. Yeah,
1: I see. Okay. And um and uh, so they're they're we're huge fans of them. They have a show coming up on uh, the December 14th, correct? They Ma- the Manos the Hands of Fate. Correct. A yep. famous famous movie riffing film. Uh they are uh Travis and Frank Conniff. guys. Thank you very much for being here. Hi guys. So much. Right. Hey we're, Chris. We're huge hey fans of yours, um, and we were hoping you indulge us with a few minutes of uh, of maybe some uh, fan chatter, and then we'll jump on to Batman Returns. Would that be okay if we ask a couple <laughs> yeah, of questions?
4: Of course. Okay.
1: Um, I wanted to start off by saying, first of all, this thank you both very much yep. for uh, everything you've done um, with your careers, and uh, and I'm sure you guys hear this a lot, but you know, like. Uh, mr science theater 3000 or the mads are back uh have been a very positive force for good in the world i think uh have gotten some people through some very dark times um and that's uh just extraordinary stuff i think you guys have both been uh uh, something that you guys uh are doing just really makes a lot of people happy and um uh, fun fact sam and i met on a uh mr science theater fan site forum yeah Um, my, uh, my girlfriend and I met on a mystery science theater fan site, uh, Lori, who I've been with for a couple of years now. Um, so I wanted to say thank you for something you created, introduced introduced me to the love of my life, yeah. and Lori, um, <laughs> and um, and uh, so it's uh, so it's really an honor to meet you guys and uh, to yeah. and to be talking to to people who have been heroes to us for such a long yeah. time. So I just wanted and, to say thank you. And now uh, with that embarrassing amount of uh, <laughs> of, uh, I mean, I got a, I got a little one too, you know.
0: Yeah. Like, uh,
2: keep them coming you love it yeah Yeah. okay Um, yeah this
0: is
4: usually while the body's lying in state so it's nice (laughs) to be alive for this yeah
0: um you know my wife and i discovered mystery science theater together we've been together for 25 years and that was like our you know a, a couples have songs and i'm a movie guy so we had movies so we started off with uh, Mystery Science Theater the movie is how we discovered it and then we went you know to there used to be video stores back in the day do you guys remember this? Yeah. Like, no. oh, yeah. Oh, so we would go and you know we picked up like the rhino tapes uh, I think we picked up Pod People next and then Mitchell and it became a thing where we would watch it every night and I mean I still do like you know it's like my calm down music at the end of the night I'll, I'll go on YouTube I'll listen to Mystery Science Theater <laughs> as I'm going drowsing off not that you guys are boring but it's just it's a comfort
3: I keep hear, a lot of people keep saying <laughs> yeah. it's like a more, yeah. more and more common thing. It's like MST3K ASMR or something.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. comforting. We've been doing that since we
3: had a VHS
0: player in our bedroom with how we used to go to sleep, and that's how I still do. So thank you so much for
1: all that you guys. Well, have we're done. like video, like a video vaporizer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Down. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely gotten some people through some dark times I, yeah. I remember actually walking down the street In uh, my hometown of Portland, Maine And wearing a Mr. Science Theater t-shirt And some guy I've never met before stopped me and been like That show has gotten me through some rough days And I'm like, you know, oh, me oh, wow. too yeah. you know, And for a moment yeah. we were friends And it was like and, yeah. and
0: the fans are always like that too Like It's not like, you know, if you're a fan of a band some, Sometimes you get people like, well, maybe six songs If you're a fan right. of the thing you wear <laughs> a t-shirt of but when the just theater, they're like oh my god you're a fan what's your favorite episode and then you go back and forth and you know
2: it's awesome. just great we, we hear we yeah, hear that's st- great Hear, um you know especially when a show that's been on uh for as long as our has been we hear a lot of stories um uh, at conventions or mm-hmm. at our shows when we meet our fans of how the show was comforting or got them through right. a tough time when there was an illness or something or how when they went to college uh and they were lonely and it was a comfort for them to watch it we we hear those all the time and it's it's right. very gratifying to hear that and it's not something you even expect when you start when we started doing the show right you know nobody knew that it would last beyond you know the next uh, year or whatever
4: yeah right yeah it's it's so uh it's like now that's payback for doing the show is we get to find out, Hey, there, there were people that liked what we right. did yeah. I mean, outside of this room. And yeah. it, it, we continually to meet, we continually to meet, we continue <laughs> that editing tool. Right. Uh, it looks like a scissors mm-hmm. uh, we, on the road. We are meeting people all the time and it's, it's right. just so gratifying, um, to, to get that feedback now. Um, it's uh thank you guys for having us too well,
1: oh you. no it, it's a, it really the pleasure is ours like it, it's this is a huge uh huge honor for us like we are we're we're over the moon about this we've been right. panicking about this for like weeks <laughs> <laughs> like you know we're like oh crap we got to meet our heroes um right <laughs> but um and so actually i wanted to, that brings me up that uh reminds me of uh your guys's tour uh i went to one of your shows in um uh in mass uh and uh I remember uh, my, a friend of mine, my friend and I drove down from Maine to go to it. And I remember we were putting together like money to be like, they're probably going to have a meet and greet and we got to put together the extra money to like, you know, meet them and get a picture taken. And then you guys were like, no, we do that as a matter of course, for like the, whatever it was, $25 ticket. So, I mean, like, that's, that's huge to me. And I've, I've mentioned this to Chris before that, uh, that, that meant a lot to me as a fan that you guys were so accessible. And so uh, kind to your fans, and I, I really think that that's extraordinary. So I want to say thank you for that uh, as well. Yeah.
4: Thank and thank you guys. That really came from you guys, the fans. You know, yeah. yeah. And we're we're attention whores, so yeah. you know, that it works. works out for everybody. Yeah. Everybody wins.
2: Uh, we discovered um we had a, one of our first gigs was at this great place called uh At North Bar in Chicago, and the green room so to speak was the basement you know <laughs> not that pleasant a place to hang out so we just went upstairs and hung out at the bar and then we met all our our fans came in and we were right there and they and they all met us and um that's actually how we met the guy who became our manager joe martin
4: yeah and, yeah uh, and tim holly who did holly, those posters yeah. in the early days our early chicago rock and roll days
2: yes exactly (laughs) and then you know we just realized um that setting up a merch table in the lobby before the show and then having it afterwards but it's 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 a great way to spend your time before the show whereas a lot of shows you go to and you're just hanging out in the green room uh, and you're waiting backstage for the show to start and it's it's kind of boring and stuff and Mm -hmm um and, there's and no
4: we, point for us to have a green room yeah. um you know the the reason musicians are there they're warming up or getting their instruments right. and we're getting to talk to the audience and warm up and kind of break yeah. the ice so it's yeah. uh and there's never any food back there that you know was <laughs> any good that we like but, so uh yeah, yeah we 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 love the contact and um it makes it more i mean it's 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 kind of the roots of the show. It was so like hippie TV. Yeah. And, and I think the spirit and the heart of those early days uh, is, is always what I want to capture when we're with a group, with a, a live audience.
3: I think it's also, it's a core principle with you guys for the live show, but also the online show is that everyone has, you know, pays, you know, one price to go see you guys live and everyone's treated uh exactly the same, the same. yeah and yeah. um and i think that that's really transferred over to the online show where it's we've yeah. always just kept the ten dollars for everyone um which is you know it, it's affordable but it's also there's no extra. there's everyone's getting the same exact show the same download and it's just uh people really seem to appreciate that that there's not like different tiers of you know like how, like you have to prove yourself as a certain fan by spending X amount of dollars. No, or whatever. No. It's much If more... you're a
4: fan, you're a fan. There's right. no, there, you know, there's no uh, strata or or class system. Yeah. Y'all yeah. got class. <laughs>
1: uh, well, we just met. Trace. Uh, you don't, You don't, we're, we're, uh, I, I may not. We're, uh, you know. we're
0: classy and fancy gentlemen. Come on. Yeah. Admit no, it. that's very true. Very true.
4: Oh, you have a smart TV. You forgot that I can see into your home. <laughs> Damn it.
1: so sam you had a couple questions you wanted to ask i mean i
0: just kind of wanted to ask a little bit about um i think we already talked about how riffing has changed being in studio versus you know being on on stage i think it's covered it but i was just curious as to how um how you pick your movies um how how you might have done it before and how (laughs) the new format has changed obviously Manos is is like on a public apology tour. If if, if, I'm getting, if I'm reading your Twitter right, Frank. Uh, uh,
2: well, well, the thing is, is that Mystery Science Theater, I had the specific job of finding movies and screening them before everyone else saw them, and and that's how I found Manos. Um, these days, uh, the process of finding a film is much different. Um, uh, we get a lot of suggestions from our fans, you know, these are yeah. our Facebook page. Have right. you thought about doing this? And then we'll we've done a few films like that where we look at it. And and if it's public domain, for one thing, that's very important. You yeah. know, we uh, say, oh, yeah, this is this would be a good one to do. Um, and, uh, and and trace and Chris find a lot of films. Um, so. Th- that kind of burden is off my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to look at them anymore.
0: Yeah, you probably had the hardest job back in the day, just having no, to watch it those again. It was <laughs> <his> job. It <laughs> was uh,
2: coming. Watching in television, to, right? To watch that's... that's that's a good gig, actually. Uh,
4: the um, ironic thing is, now we are searching these films out. They oh. used to come to us in boxes, <laughs> and you could, right. you know, sure. accept yeah. or reject them. But now we're we're like we're looking for that vein of
0: gold, you know, constantly. Right. Yeah. So, what, what, how do you guys have recommendations? Let us know. How do you guys know when, um, when you actually find the gold?
2: Um, Uh, you know, some movies depends on the movie. Yeah. It depends on the movie. And, and, you know, one question we get asked a lot is, are there movies that are too bad even for you guys to riff? And the answer to that is, yes, most of them actually. (laughs) Right. We've, We've looked at way more movies than we've ended up riffing. And, you know it's it's just um uh whether it's a good movie for riffing it's kind of like the Supreme Court's definition of pornography you can't describe it but you know it when you see it right. you know? and, yeah. uh, I
4: thought they also said too much of a good thing <laughs> it's never enough
2: so you know but it helps to that, that a movie as bad as it might be that there be mm-hmm. like some kind of coherent plot or storyline right. a narrative actually helps some kind of narrative um and also it helps if there's not a lot of voiceover narration if there's not a lot of dialogue riffing over dialogue doesn't work that well right two, two people speaking right. at the same time so and it's it, all- it
4: shouldn't be a comedy we get suggested comedies all yeah, the yeah, time yeah. and it's like that's that that's right. not what yeah. that's for
2: so it's you know it's it's stuff like that 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 you know, makes a film uh, riffable.
1: Oh. yeah. Which There's Manos
4: some- has all those things? Right. Manos
1: does have all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually right. did. Uh, I did live movie riffing years ago in a in a bar, and uh, I picked up a. I, I'll have to go through them and see if any of them are actually like uh, good suggestions for you guys. I think there are a couple that neither you or riff tracks right. have done. But I mean, it was it was a pain in the ass to to find films. For that, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had to do it, and then, um, of course, my partners didn't want to write things, and one of the improvisers was terrible, um, <laughs> so we were awful. But, um, but yeah, but I mean, like, I'll have to go through. I, I think there was one that starred um, uh, Mitchell, um, mm-hmm. Joe D- oh Joe Don breaker called like Curse of Demon Mountain or Escape from Demon Mountain. I think it was one. Man, it was yeah. I'll have to look into it. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting. But the same thing happened. Like I think my co my my partners in that were like, you know, let's do a comedy, and I was like, what? No, <laughs> um, like comedy is already joking. You can't riff right. Rocky Horror Picture Show. It just doesn't work that yeah. way. <laughs>
2: right. Well, you can riff it if you go to see it at a midnight show. Like yes. it, like, well, but you're only allowed
0: more- to riff it a certain way.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Though <laughs> th- though that's like. Um, uh, the film strip riffing, you know, it, right. the thing flashes on the screen and then you throw toast. And yeah. that's, yeah. Although that's the forerunner pretty much uh, yeah. that kind of live activity.
1: Was that uh, a, was that an influence on you guys? Like that type of thing or.
4: I didn't see that until well after we were doing mystery science. I wasn't no, cool uh, enough to. Uh, uh, go.
2: I, I think the real, what I think of the real uh, precursor to mystery science theater um, would be the Woody Allen movie, What's Up Time? Right, oh, right, uh, right, right. Where he, the difference with that is that um, he, he put in an entire new soundtrack. He put in, he replaced all of the dialogue um, of the film, um, hilariously so. Yeah, and, and, right. uh, but But it's a very similar thing to what we did because a lot of the riffs they do in that are like the kind of stuff we would do except we would have left the dialogue in and stuff so um
4: yeah that, mad magazine was was like that too yeah, for, mad Magazine, like, oh, right. totally, making yeah. comment
1: on on the film yeah yeah well, awesome i uh yeah frank i've read your book um the 25 mystery science theater films that changed my life in no way whatsoever right. um and um i also at your show uh actually i love that book so much i bought it twice because i actually bought that i i bought it
2: God bless you
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well technically I bought it uh, the, the, it's kind of a funny story that I actually I bought it I brought it to your show for you to sign and I brought it up to you and you said uh, and, you, and I said I brought this from home I read this book I loved it and you were like oh you brought it from home and I was like oh no he thinks I stole it um, but then I got to the end and I, I got I to the end and I got to the end and uh, I uh, Trace rang me up and he rang me up for the book and I was like I bought that book twice And it was rad, Um, but yeah. And then I bought, uh, I bought Trace's children's book, um, which I actually stupidly did not look up the name of, but it's great. Uh, Trace, what was the name of that book? It's too long to remember. No. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I love that book. and I, you guys can't see it. It's not behind me, but I have your uh, poster from that show, too, that you guys signed. It's still up on my wall. Um, so oh, cool. Thank that you. That was such a fun show. And uh, But yeah, I, I, I like to joke that I, I love Frank's book so much that I bought the same copy twice. Uh, you you it's know, a, a lot long one copy of that book, <laughs> and we just keep selling it.
2: It's <laughs> that you bought it twice. The next time you come to a show, I will give you one of my other books for free.
0: Oh, As you don't one. have to. No, 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 no.
1: It's just a funny story. This is such
2: a
0: log block
1: to ask you for a refund. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I tell the story. I tell the story as sort of like my like little badge of like this is how much I love the Mads. Like I went there. Mm-hmm. I went there to give them my money and I did. Right. And, uh, and you we know, appreciate I, that. Yeah, love and that. I wanted to support it. And that show was a blast. You guys did the tingler.
2: And I then you did uh Love that
1: movie cautious twins which um you don't even have to riff cautious twins <laughs> the the people just rolling around in the aisles watching cautious twins without you guys even making jokes over it. it's that funny it's wild yeah
2: uh, it's a dark one
1: it's very dark and you guys are also doing um a sketch fest this year too
2: well i'm, Fra- I'm frank is it, uh, oh. trace, trace is staying home um i'm i'm considering that maybe he's making the right decision. But anyway, uh um I'm gonna be there There'll be Mary a
4: different Peel, variant by then.
2: <laughs> Mary Joe Peel, um Kevin Murphy, Bill Corbett, uh Jay Elvis Weinstein, and um Jonah, Jonah. Red will all be there doing an improvised riff of a movie. I have no idea what it's gonna be.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, Sam, do you have any more questions before we move on to Batman return? No,
0: let's uh, let's get into the best Batman movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sam and I our, we we recorded our intro already, and we kind of referred to it as the best Batman movie. It's our favorite. Um, and uh, I guess the the first question I want to ask you guys, because now everybody, uh, it's going around online, you know, that every single asshole journalist is uh, interviewing, you know, people being like, "What do you think of superhero movies?" Like they got Jane Campion sit right. her down the, the director of the piano and say what do you think of superhero movies um so while or i'm redley scott or yeah yeah well i'm not a journalist i am an asshole so <laughs> i wanted to ask you guys um uh, individually what what do you guys think of superhero movies are they uh is this something that you guys enjoy or is it uh is or what does it mean to you guys
2: well uh i have disney plus and um lately I, I start. I've started watching the Marvel movies in the order of their timeline. Oh, nice! Uh, plus, I might consider yeah. doing something geeky at one point. But uh, <laughs> um, but my point is, is that um, I I really love in general um, superhero movies. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the idea that they're not cinematic is ridiculous to me, or that they're not real cinema, mm-hmm. or. Um, I think uh, in the case of Marvel I think they're just making great entertainment they're making uh, great TV shows now too and uh, I'm just completely on board with it and I'm I'm like an old guy film buff you know I might be the kind of guy you'd expect to be disdainful and and say why don't they make movies like John Ford anymore but I' I'm, I'm totally on board with them
4: yeah well yeah, I've got I've got all the Marvels collected i watch them again on dvd watch the extras um i just like movies i like to be entertained and right. they are somewhat entertaining they got that yeah. formula yeah. down oh i'm not supposed to like this no
0: i they're great um yeah, i, I like this like movie this movie is hey, fun but hmm? that Listen, you can't like you can't like a movie because it's fun it has to be art with a capital yeah. a-r-t you know
4: there's some that i won't watch again uh but i probably enjoyed watching them the first time a lot of them batmans uh, <laughs> uh but yeah i mean i love the irishman i mean that's and then i love um you know thor it's okay uh, to like except both. the second one yeah, yeah. It's totally okay to like both
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely
4: yeah so i i'm I'm I mean I'm kind of like Frank I devour stuff I don't remember stuff like Frank does but I, I'm always looking at movies and um superheroes Movies are ones of those, so you know what's the big deal? Right. Just yeah, you know, and the thing about asking Jane Campion, you know it's like <laughs> were we in danger of her directing a superhero movie? <laughs> yeah you know right. it's like everyone has their place, yeah
1: and, yeah,
4: you know, and the superhero movies are kind of taught uh uh presenting a world where everyone's accepted for their weirdness, and then we're trying <laughs> right. to make it like well they don't like superhero movies so screw those guys yeah. Right. yeah so everyone should just chill out and yeah. watch uh thor ragnarok which is one of my favorites
1: oh that's a great one that's a great yeah what about you chris what do what, what you i think uh, i already know the answer to that question but yeah, yeah
3: i mean i was uh you know preparing for this i was thinking about when batman the first batman came out in 89 i was six years old and it just mm-hmm completely just blew my mind like all i knew up until that point was like super friends stuff so it was like uh it was so amazing at that age to be able to witness this like kind of like film noirish take on like dark take on batman but still kind of pulpy like you know when it came out everyone was saying how dark it was um and serious and like in retrospect it's actually it's it's very pulpy and kind of it's yeah it's way campier than
1: its reputation right right yeah it's
3: shot dark i mean
0: (laughs) oh yeah
1: but it's a batman movie
3: (laughs) but i feel like that i mean i grew up watching superman the the uh, the original uh richard donner superman just I, i think still stands as like the template of the perfect superhero origin movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yep. And uh, and
0: that Batman are like the two templates that they're still using. I mean, for the most part. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just, I see every Marvel movie when it comes out. I watch every Disney plus show now. Um, I I think it's like, we're, we're really in a golden age of, of uh, you know, superhero live action media whatever you want to call it right you know and and the movies are just so good now like the suicide yeah. squad to me was just like one of the funniest comedies that i've ever seen and uh they're doing such i mean i think marvel is just doing such great things they're really they're just hitting the nail on the head like over and over
2: and you know what a lot of other people are making non-superhero movies too you know you know what i mean it's right. like right. yeah it's yeah not there's like
0: not a movie. law <laughs>
2: They're destroying all cinema. It's it's the movie studios. It's a legitimate thing to say that the big corporations favor superhero movies because or any kind of franchise. Uh, but that's always been the case, you know. Right. Um, and and uh, you know, yeah, it used then, to be
0: westerns, I, and then you know, the musicals, and then or...
2: filmmakers. Uh, you know, a lot of them get to make their movies. And then, you know, in the case of Marvel, they end up hiring some of those independent filmmakers to make their films. Sure you know. So like Taika Waikiki and um and the, the woman who did uh, uh Nomad Land. Um, you know, so Oh what did
3: she which one did which movie did she, she, did she do? The,
2: Eter- the Eternals, which oh, I
3: haven't seen. Yeah, um, so I haven't seen that one yet.
2: So uh so I don't see um uh, what the controversy is. And and there is some very um, you know, edgy films being made like like mm-hmm. promising young woman, uh, despite the fact that there were superhero movies.
1: Yeah, very true. But yeah, this yeah. one's a this one's a very interesting one. Uh, this is actually obviously this movie was made before the big superhero movie boom. Um, as as uh, Chris mentioned, uh, this Superman uh, had come and gone at the point of, by this movie, yeah. uh, Christopher Reeve the Christopher Reeve version. Uh, this was a whole new take. Um, you know, in 89, Burton makes Batman uh, very, very uh, uh, influenced by uh, The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Frank Miller's comic. And um, they make that movie. Uh, Burton didn't really dig it that much in the 1989 version. He wasn't super into it. Uh, he almost didn't come back. We mentioned this in our, uh, our intro. He almost didn't uh, come back for this movie. And then he did. Um, but this is the movie... It, going back to what we said to kind of at the beginning was like, but salmon, I think this is, might be the best Batman movie. Uh, in my mind, this is the movie that Burton, uh, Tim Burton comes into his own as a filmmaker yeah. um, with his style uh, and his, his ideas of how, how he wants to present a film. Um, everybody seems to be this, I think out of any of the Batman films, I think this one is the most, uh, this is the movie that they are, uh, Everybody is on board, I think, but the, on the same page with what movie they're making. Uh, you know, Schumacher would go on to make a couple more films where which are all over the place in terms of. Uh, even though I actually like Batman and Robin, um, the, the yeah, I don't Black know, Trump. I don't get it either. <laughs> I, 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 don't I I don't want to get off on it, but Batman and Robin, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Batman and Robin is the is a movie that uh, I think that uh, if everybody had been on the same page, would it might have actually become a cult classic, might have become a camp classic you know, like I Rocky It's
0: kind of a camp classic, it's, but it's
1: turning into that, but the, it, the the problem with that movie I think is actually that not everybody was on the same page. Well,
4: well,
2: so. that's, no, that's, that's that's the Xanadu
4: do. of the Batman franchise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say too, uh one of my one problem I have with the Schumacher Batman movies, besides everything, <laughs> is, is, um uh they're not I don't I you know, on the surface, they seem like they're campy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I normally like and appreciate that kind of thing. To me, they're not even fun campy movies. You know what I no. mean? They're, they're, not- they're made
4: by uh, like uh, whoever makes Christian rock. With That's their idea of what campy <laughs> is.
2: right
0: <laughs> It always struck me as like taking like every breakfast cereal in your in your cabinet and throwing oh. it all in one bowl and just like what what the hell am I eating at this point? Yeah, uh, every
4: toy out of the box. Right. And it's like there's no magic, there's no like
0: yeah. I,
4: I didn't right. care about Batman anymore. And I'm I was bred right. Batman child. I grew up, all I wanted to do was do Batman. Right. For me, the best Batman is still the Adam West TV show. Cause that, that, that's that's a great is about what it what it. It is, you know, and everyone's on board with what it is. The styles, but growing up when I was a kid, that was dead serious Batman. That was not campy Batman. It was only campy when I realized as an adult, oh, yeah. But that was like the best Batman design wise and bringing in celebrities. That was so cool because I always like that in comics when they bring in like a celebrity. But he's, he's just a cartoon. He's just drawn in. Right. But that's that's for me the best Batman, and then it all goes downhill from there. Uh, when Frank Miller did the comic book, I was all over that, and I thought that's what the movie was going to be, and then it was kind of kind of silly. You know, I wanted to be more gritty Batman, like Detective Comics were. Right. Mm-hmm. Batman's yep. a detective;
0: he's smart. Not on filmy, isn't. Mm-hmm. They they never seem to nail that. They never detective really part. do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's
2: weird.
3: I think they tried to with the Dark Knight where he's investigating, doing like forensic science. Oh, the yeah, they floor, gave him but like it's a not and here and there, right? Yeah. I
4: mean, the Adam West Batman was a better detective. He'd come back to the
1: crime lab, <laughs> yeah, and computer, and think about it. Very true. Yeah, but yeah, the um, but I, I do think this one. After I got sidetracked with Batman and Robin, which apparently I'm alone on. Yeah, sorry. Fine. Sorry,
0: this turned into the tell you you're wrong. <laughs> uh, telling me I'm wrong. At uh, least it but... wasn't. At least it wasn't me this time. You know, not... Looks <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm alone on. I'll Batman say something and Robin. stupid fine. later. Don't worry. Okay, fine. I can. I can handle that. Um. You know, this this is like Twelve Angry Men. Like you know, I can handle. <laughs> I can handle being alone at the end, like George C. Right. Scott in the uh, the remake version. Um. Were they? about Batman too? Because I never saw the end of that movie.
3: Yes.
0: It was, <laughs> it was all about Batman. turned out the whole thing okay. was actually Batman. That's why they released the Joker from Arkham Asylum. It was a hug jury. You know, what can you do? <laughs> Curse you, Jack Lemon. Um, Hey,
4: great idea for a comic book. It's 12 go. Angry Men and they got it. They're talking about the Joker.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this movie, this movie in particular, Batman Returns, is, um, is a really interesting film, I think, in the sense that, uh, in, like I said, it, I think it's a movie that Burton uh, really figured out his style uh he was given complete creative control pretty much of this movie to come back um and we also mentioned in our uh our intro that uh, michael keaton was not that into being on the film again he only came back to to make some money for a real estate deal um and then uh, michelle pfeiffer and danny devito were both hardcore into this movie and i think you can tell that oh yeah um so, I mean, from there, uh, what what are your general impressions of Batman Returns? Uh, uh, do, you, do you remember seeing it when it came out? Like, did you? Did I you saw
2: see it, it. I saw it when it came out, as I did the first Batman movie, and um, I, I hate to be a wet blanket here, but uh, I, my my opinion is that there there are no good live action Batman movies. In my <laughs> that's fair. And and, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm sorry if I offended Trace about the the one with Adam West because they did a they did a.
4: Did you enjoy uh, the opening credits? Huh? Animated.
2: Yeah, and the scene where he's where he's running around with the bomb is, is better <laughs> than any, any other oh, Batman God. movie. But uh, yeah, Talk I don't I'm them. not a fan of any of them. I'm and I don't like the Tim Burton movies. I don't like the Joel Schumacher <laughs> movies. I don't like the Christopher Nolan movies. Um, uh, or the Zack Snyder movies. Uh, um, I, I, the, you know, Batman, the animated series is great. And, uh, and people tell me I, I've been meaning to watch it that Mask of the Phantasm is really good, uh, which oh, is a animated great. film, I should watch that. But um, um, uh, the, the Batman movies to me are not they don't excite me the way a superhero movie does, like when I watch a Marvel film or when I watch Mm -hmm. a great, most of the DC movies I think are, I don't like, but when I see a great one and Mm -hmm. I underline the word great, when I talk about the suicide squad, which is uh, James Gunn's uh, latest Mm -hmm. film, which is as good as any superhero movie, as far as I am concerned. I agree. Um, I, 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 like that's what I'm looking for. And by the way, the Suicide Squad is as dark as any DC Batman movie. It's incredibly dark, yeah. but it's yeah. really fun. They yeah. blow so,
0: Pete uh, Davidson's
2: head off in the first a really, scene. I have time watching it, and uh, and I don't feel that way about any of the of the other Batman movies. They're they're a total drag. And I would include uh, I mentioned the other directors. I would include uh, the Joker movie in that too. Another mm-hmm. one I didn't enjoy. Um, so I'm I'm just I'm just not on board with with any any Batman movie mm. and Batman Returns I remember seeing in a theater and and there's you know there's good things in it certainly yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is really good he's very good um, and uh, <clears throat> but uh, uh, it, it's not my thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: I'm so uh, I'm so glad we made you think about this for the show. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> my know, apologies. I've been Reward. this is the second podcast this week that I've trashed Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> so they had me on this other uh, one, The Reels of Justice, where oh, yeah. I, I had to trash um the dark night to a bunch of people who love it. And um I, I, I don't feel good about that. But <laughs> um, and, and anyone who loves these movies, God bless you, uh, you know. I know that people really like, especially the Nolan movies, people think very highly of those films, most people, but I'm, I'm not one of them.
4: Uh, by the way, Frank, that uh, the bomb sequence in the Adam West film uh-huh. is the same as the the third Nolan movie. He's got a bomb and he's got to get it out of the city. Doesn't right. That's right. And-
0: and they kind of almost nod to it in Batman Returns where he takes that bomb from that guy and just kind of walks off and plants yeah. it on somebody else. Yeah.
4: I would have liked to him, him to fly away and then almost land with the bomb and then there's some nuns there and he has to fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, but I, I'm kind of with Frank. I mean, right. I'm, I mean uh, uh, Batman meant so much to me and I don't think it's ever been executed properly right. on film. Um, there have been some great film noir movies that could have been great batman movies because mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of got that that feel of you know uh 50s crime solver yeah. but none of the guys were dressed as batman they were all right. great you know detectives or or uh or private detectives and that's what batman is at the core it's not about his nipples <laughs> uh, right uh and his gadgets and stuff uh, that's part of it but um, I'm a purist. It's like Good. I go back to uh, uh, well, even the comics I grew up with were kind of farcical and very, uh, um, you know, kind of wacky. And the like, Batman would have a bunch of costumes. One of them's pink. You're putting on the pink oh, bat, yeah. you know, all that weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I really was hoping that it would have changed um, with the the Miller uh, book. I would have if someone had just made the Miller
1: book yeah you know. they, did, they did an animated version of it uh of the miller book directly oh, that's right yeah. yeah um i and i actually would more or less agree with that with with your guys's statement that i i as much as i actually do like batman returns and some of the batman films mm-hmm. um the best batman movies have been animated i think right um uh, batman mask of the phantasm is very good i highly recommend it um but also like, part of that
0: is they keep getting guys, you know, like Burton or, you know, Snyder who like, you know, come out. The first thing they say is, I don't read comic books. And you're like, what? Yeah. Why are you here then? Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a, a lot of controversy when yeah. Burton first said right. that. Um, and, you know, so they always seem to adapt Batman, but well, not then, try to but not try to make the... Batman, but they adapt it to themselves. Rather, Yeah. Than...
4: Look at the results, though. James Gunn loves comic books. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
2: the... and the guy, the guy in charge of Marvel, uh, uh, Kevin Fiji, mm-hmm. is was the, like the biggest expert on Marvel uh, and and knew everything right. about Marvel, and uh, was a complete Marvel fanatic when he was hired to produce those films, and and now those films are, are so deep into. Uh, Marvel mythology and all of the characters and everything. And yeah. uh, and it's, it's, it's done nothing but help the films, you know,
0: right. for sure. And they managed to build it off of, you know, like basically their B squad. I mean, you know, they didn't start with Spider-Man, you know, and, and X-Men and the Marvel films. They,
1: they had to start with Iron Man, you know, or, yeah
3: it's weird thinking back now because like growing up the x-men were like the biggest that right. was like the superhero team the
1: avengers were b-team back in- yeah, yeah no
3: one no one yeah i i don't remember ever really caring i mean like i knew who all the avengers were but i wasn't like excited for an avengers movie to come out or anything and then yeah, you look at it, it's like i like they launched it with iron man like a <laughs> right. superhero that like no one really cared about up until it'd be then. like now starting like
0: It'd be like starting in okay. DC with like Beast Boy and Cyborg, and you know maybe yeah, uh, yeah Catman yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know,
4: but that was yeah. a really smart move for the technology at the time. You know, to make a character that's mostly metal right. look realistic, and it was harder to do you know, skin like the Hulk, right. and and make it believable. But with with Iron Man, you know, I totally bought into the 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 whole character, the man and the mm-hmm. suit together. And, uh, and I think Robert that was really smart at the time to get that that technology, where it was to make right. that that suit believable.
2: And Absolutely. also hiring you know the right car- the right actor. For yes. Um, yes. Having Robert Downey Jr. was essential to the success mm-hmm. of that, as far as I'm concerned. I remember when I saw the previews for it, before I saw it, um, they had that scene of. Robert Downey Jr. in the limo with the with the soldiers before he's before they get fired upon and he's like joking around with them. And he's he has like a glass of uh, booze in his hand and stuff. And that's what made me want to see the movie. I was like, I want to see that. That character seems really fun, interesting. That's why I want to see this movie. You know.
1: Yeah. I
4: always loved uh, Iron Man because he had a weak heart. And I, I just loved that. You know, he was vulnerable. Right, you know, he, he's a superhero but he anybody could be a superhero you don't have to be you know a god you know like thor or right. you know for, drink something bad like hulk or train
0: in yeah. the mountains of tibet for 20 years like batman and learn <laughs> everything there is to know ever
4: uh, you know that's you know? the other thing is like with those nolan films he's how many years is he studying tibet he come back it's like things have changed bruce right. yeah. you know things are okay you don't have to
0: fuck around now. <laughs> he comes you back never, and he can't find where the CVS is anymore because they moved it six blocks. You know, right. <laughs>
3: Everything's different. Yeah. Where am I? They never even really address in the in the first two Burton movies like how he trained, where he trained,
1: or anything if he like. trained. Yeah, yeah you, you don't, don't even have... really care. Yeah, no. No. Right. it's so like, like he's Batman. Power. Shut up.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Uh, so. It, it, Trying to find some sort of conversation about Batman Returns here. Um, <laughs> he, um, so I, I, I want to say that uh, I think that we have, um, you know, Frank had mentioned uh, Michelle Pfeiffer being great in this movie. And I think yes. that's, good, that's a good place to, to, to maybe delve into the material a little bit um, in the sense that uh, I think she gives a wonderful performance in this film. I think it's one of her strongest uh, for her whole career. And um, which is uh, saying something. I think. Yeah, she
3: definitely gives the
0: most. So of I-
1: performance, iconic. I mean, it's yeah. like uh,
3: it really hasn't been topped since. I don't think the story is even really inspired much by the comics, but I do really no. love the story of like a you know secretary stumbling on something she shouldn't have, and right. I mean, the whole reviving her with cats is a little weird, and <laughs> or just <laughs> or just how much of her like you know day to day
0: disappointment and also assault by like you know mass like uh, you know yeah. misogyny and just her reaction her whole thing is like reaction to that right just, right, right they god if they released this movie today fresh like the internet would like literally catch fire because everybody would be accusing it of being woke um <laughs> but i mean her her story is you know a, i don't want to say it from a feminist perspective because it was written by men but it's it's very mm. it's got that bent to it yeah, yeah.
3: no i love her characterization because i mean uh you know i think in like various forms in the comics catwoman's been you know a cat burglar i think she's been a prostitute in some stories and stuff so this is like it's kind of like a it's just a great sort of origin story for for someone who would then you know become catwoman right and i don't know how much it really makes sense but it's really satisfying to watch
2: (laughs) It it might have been better um And this is a problem with not just um, uh, DC movies, but it's a problem with Marvel movies sometimes too. Like in the um, third Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, is they bring in too many villains. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do that, and and they overload it with, and then each villain has to have their storyline and you have their Mm -hmm. origin story, and uh, it's kind of, uh, and and I I hear, I remember reading this years ago. That's the reason. Sam Raimi didn't continue with Spider-Man was because because right. the studio was pressuring him to put more villains in because mm-hmm. that meant more toys to sell. Right. They wanted him to put Venom of it more toys, more merchandise you can do. And he he just got sick of it. I mean, that's that's yeah, I'm not, I'm not an insider on that. That's just what I read somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, you know, um, so in a way, like maybe the Batman returns would have been better if she had been the only villain, maybe. And they'd mm-hmm. save the penguin for another movie.
0: Or know? they or they combine
3: Shrek and the penguin into one character and they're both because Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's like you have you do have like three villains in this movie. And I think I read Max Shrek was originally uh, gonna be Harvey Dent and then they had to kind of rewrite it when they decided mm-hmm. to
1: put Harvey Dent in the There were a ton movie. of rewrites with this yeah. movie uh, including um, uh, Robin was originally supposed to be in it, uh, played by Marlon Wayans. Um, oh, right, right. He yeah, was even uh, cast, right? Yeah, he really, gets paid. Huh?
0: He got paid for those Batman movies for even for not being in them because he had yeah. a, you know, pay or play contract. So, hmm. money for
1: nothing. <laughs> right Did not there. know that. And your yeah. chicks for free. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah i mean it's it's uh it's an interesting film uh, that had a lot of rewrites uh like i said it, that sam uh chris is right there was a, a version of the script that it was supposed to be harvey dent as max shrek uh there was a version of the film uh where max shrek was supposed to be uh penguin's older brother the golden the golden boy of the oswald right. uh cobble pot family
2: but then they, um, they be twins instead. And they... <laughs> Arnold went <laughs> there early.
1: Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Max Shrek is an interesting villain, uh, as is the Penguin. Um, it, this movie is actually oddly prescient, um, politically, interestingly enough, uh, where uh, supposedly there is... There's been some statements that Max Schreck, uh, played by Christopher Walken, was based on Donald Trump in 19... You know, 1991, Donald Trump... Um, uh, and, um, and, uh, Sam and I both joked on social media that, uh, at one point, Penguin, uh, is, uh, he's running for mayor. He then gets, uh, stuff thrown at him by the crowd, uh, because Batman plays, uh, negative, negative. Of tapes of him, uh, saying things and we both made the same joke of like, a well, CD, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Now we're, yeah, on a Batman CD. Um, and then, but we both made the same joke. We're like, well, now, uh that's the most unrealistic thing in the whole damn movie that uh, Mm -hmm. a politician could be caught saying something awful on camera and people would turn on. Uh, Now they would just call it (laughs) fake news or something, but
2: that's the problem with uh, comparing um, villains in movies to Trump is because then they just don't seem that villainous anymore. Yeah. That's
0: that's it's not fair to the villains. Yeah,
3: exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so Chris, you said you re- revisited the film and you uh, you enjoyed it a lot more this time around. Uh, did you not enjoy it before?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I loved it as a kid. Um, and then I think I just maybe watched it. I watched it so many times. And then I think I probably watched it once in college and it was just like, this isn't as good as I remember it and kind of like wrote <laughs> it off. And uh, because I did, you know, it was before Batman Begins and everything. And I was like a huge Batman fan. I was just kind of fiending for like, uh, for like something closer to the 89 Batman movie. And, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, I was surprised rewatching it last night, how much I really just enjoyed it as like an entertaining, uh, Batman movie. And it, it is very, um, you know, Catwoman looks great. Penguin is horrible to look at, but Danny DeVito is just chewing the scenery, so much mm-hmm. and it's it's very it's there's so many moments my wife and i were just like laughing so much at like like penguin you know things could be worse my nose could be gushing blood and oh yeah he's uh, he's hilarious <laughs> in this film, I, think. I was i was their number one child and they treated me like number two like there's just like a lot of really yeah. are they uh, wank- winking at the camera but like or the, or the or the penguin isn't that a little and he shoots the guy he's like no it's a yeah. lot <laughs> Uh, but i do i mean i still there are you know the issues that i remember having with it i still have with it which are that you know the movie essentially is a cat woman and penguin movie and batman is like we were like 36 minutes in i was like batman's had literally like maybe two minutes of screen time at this point
0: yeah that's the and, that's the flaw
3: of like almost all the batman movies yeah, oh yeah seems, definitely Like they're always about the villains yeah um but then also just i think the third act it really takes it it feels very much like a rewritten screenplay with the whole uh penguin gonna kidnap the firstborn of of every it just doesn't make sense and it's it's really dark and they even like address that in the movie they're like penguin this seems a little (laughs) a little dark (laughs) but uh like, it, I feel like the, the movie for me last night watching it, it was going like, I was like, oh, this is like so perfect. And then that whole plot right. line took shape. And I was like, oh, this is why I kind of hate it. And it's also just Batman kind of mindlessly killing
1: people, which he does kill know. a couple people in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the Burton films, he killed, he killed a few. A people. lot of people. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the more later ones, it's the Batman has a strict no kill policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Unless he movie. doesn't. <laughs> unless he doesn't but yeah even but then yeah un- unless you're being uh you know directed by uh he who should not be named um mm-hmm. you know who uh who had batman just you know set guys on fire and right. uh and told uh, fans that people who think batman shouldn't kill should grow the f up f up. yeah <laughs> um, wait who
3: who said that uh, uh mr Snyder? yeah the, oh really the wow. enemy
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't say his name because I got to, I spent an entire day uh, taking death threats from his cult um, on social media uh, because I made a joke about Man of Steel and they right. uh, they didn't they didn't like that. So they're uh, they're they uh, they sent me some death threats. Um, but so now I don't, I don't usually bring him up be, uh, by name because not because I'm afraid of uh, his of his people, but because I don't want to give him the energy. Um <laughs> And I know frank and Trace are not fans of his take on uh superheroes because you guys have made fun of it quite a few times yeah the um
2: and i you know i I do a lot of political tweets uh, yeah. but i think the the biggest the harshest reaction I ever got was um i think I said um something like uh D.C. has finally made a good Superman movie in the 21st century. It's called Shazam. Yeah. And those fans, Zack Snyder's fans, they just came at me like crazy. And it was like, <laughs> it was huge, you know. And I, I just yeah. thought it was hilarious, you know. But, um, uh, they, you know, uh, and, and that's the first time I ever saw the uh, – Released the Snyder Cut hashtag. And yeah. Uh, they really, you know, and now they've released the Snyder Cut. And so I'm sure they're all very happy no. now. No, they're not. <laughs> they are not happy, no. It also seemed uh,
3: like the people who were demanding for a Snyder Cut, the loudest, also hated the original version. Right. Right. Uh, so I always thought that was amusing during that whole thing. It's like, so you what you guys want a longer cut of a movie that you fucking hated? <laughs> well, yeah, but they blame just, Joss Whedon for all of that for, the, for that one. Yeah, such. and you know, watching the Snyder cut, I under like I, I could. I see mean, they're both it, terrible. The but, but yeah, One's not
0: four hours. So I, I just don't that one understand
3: Zach Snyder fanboys. Like he's just, mm. you know, he's just he, visually. I think he's got a lot of of style. I don't really appreciate right. his vision though yeah. you know like i don't like i can't you know there's something like, like i feel like a bird to prey in suicide squad it's like every frame of those movies uh you know the suicide squad every frame of those movies are just like beautiful to look at and then you know zack snyders are just so drab and just boring it
2: seems like <laughs> for me with snyder and like with christopher nolan and his brother jonathan nolan like Any project they do, there's always a sign at the start of the project that says, Abandon fun, all ye. (laughs) Right. No.
1: That's one of the things I had written down about Batman Returns was I was like, that uh, this movie has a tendency to have a reputation as being like serious. But I'm like, actually, it's, there's some seriousness in this film, but also it's actually really, it's very funny. It's got a lot of humor in it. And that's something that I wanted to kind of bring up to you guys that if you, if you guys think that, more modern the more modern interpretations of these characters are these humorless slogs like do you you think I mean humor obviously has its role in superhero fiction um I I mean are you guys uh, do you guys you guys feel that way
2: or well I think humor you know almost anything I can think of uh is helped by having some humor in it you know some people complain that the marvels the marvel movies have too many wisecracks in them and i can kind of see that you know even though i i really like the the comedy sometimes the glibness might take away from the uh from the suspense and the tension or something um but uh you know and i think something specifically like a super like the genre of superhero movies how can you not have humor in them? You know? Yeah. I just don't understand that.
4: Yeah. I think if it's well done and it's not like hammer over the head kind of stuff, which I felt what's happening with DC, um, when it's natural to the narration and the flow of the film, it I, I don't find it objectionable. I love that. I mean, James Bond movies, there's always been an element of humor in those yeah. and taking themselves not quite seriously. Um, and, until and, they
0: until they Nolified, you know, the new ones and made him yeah. so super serious again.
4: He,
3: those still yeah, have yeah. like a, yeah, those still, I feel like. They a little. Kinda, yeah. But they, they kind of
4: invented that, the kill right. the guy, make a wisecrack thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't think it's harder to do with comic book movies. I mean, Taika Watiti, I mean, one of the best. um I think in the series is uh, Ragnarok. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. it's hysterical and very rewatchable. Um, mm-hmm. there's maybe a 3 that I rewatch because they're just fun. Like Frank said <laughs> these are comic book, <laughs> right? They should be fun. You know, can fun. you take your little kid to them? Yes, right. you should yeah, be able you, to take your little kid to them.
2: When I was on a uh, uh, John Fugelsang's radio show, we had a guest, I forget his name. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book, he was a Batman expert. Uh, and he wrote a book about expert. Batman. I think, he, I think he had written a few books about Batman, and he said, "And I think Batman v Superman was in the theaters at that point." And he said, um, "It's outrageous to me that I can't take my kids to a Batman movie. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, how did that? How did that happen? Yeah. You
1: know,
4: how did crazy. it happen that he had that many kids writing so many Batman books?" Oh, you guys. I mean it's like they you should be able to everyone enjoy these their family you know there should be something in it for every level of the family like really great you know action movies right there might be a bad word or something but
3: you know yeah i think uh nolan's take on the batman movies kind of like doomed batman movies for For, for a (laughs) decade yeah because like every you know, Zack Snyder did it too. It's like every interpretation has to be dark and serious and gritty yeah. and, uh, and like, and this new one violent. coming out, this new one coming out looks the same. I exactly mean, the same. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe when I saw the the second trial, I was like, so they're just doing Batman Begins. Like, again, right. it's yep. exactly the same take. Well, no, because they have the Riddler this time.
0: Right. So totally if, different.
2: Um, <laughs> if you, uh, read some of the behind the scenes things about, like the Josh Whedon cut versus Mm -hmm. the Snyder cut. And you hear about like uh, how like the the black character, they wanted to give him catchphrases and stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. know if anyone read about that. I did, uh, yeah. Yeah, they really wanted him to say boo. Oh, right. Like that, you know. (laughs) And when you read about the behind the scenes of the the inane ideas Mm -hmm. and even things, people who are talented like Josh Whedon, um and 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 i'll even say Zack snyder who i'm not a fan of but he is talented like the inane notes that they have to deal with the inane feedback they have to get when they're working for a gigantic corporation that's making a movie that's meant to make two billion dollars at a minimum um you can just imagine like what a pushing a, a boulder uphill that is to make any kind of good movie under those circumstances
1: for sure yeah, uh, you know, you there is a, obviously there's an audience ex- expectation towards right. Batman uh, at this point. And I think as as Sam and, and Chris said that, you know, Nolan, uh, the Nolan's films kind of definitely made that a thing where uh, uh, and then Justice League was also like Joss Whedon was being put in charge of that film to make it more like a Marvel film because the expectation was humor. Um, right. and so, I mean, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's really it's a really like it's a really interesting thing to 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 think about that definitely to uh, that the uh that these guys have this expectation put on them that they have to try to make this stuff all work I mean maybe that's maybe that's the problem with all the Batman movies maybe there's too much committee involved well, I think be...
2: that's true of every movie every yeah. big budget movie has a committee and it's uh, it's just one of the jobs of the filmmakers to navigate all that and make mm-hmm. a good movie anyway, you know, um, in, in the case of Marvel, which is also, let's face it, that's Disney. That's a huge, gigantic corporation. True. But it seems in that case, they made one smart decision where they they gave um, Kevin Fiji a lot of power over what happens. And, and someone who really understands, like we were talking about before, he really understands what marvel is he understands what the comic books are he understands what the movie should be so therefore all of those kind of boardroom decisions um go through his filter and um and and you get better movies that way
1: yeah for sure yeah definitely so uh we're running up on the time we promised you guys uh uh we promised you guys we keep this to an hour um so we want to say thank you very much for guys for coming on Thank you for having us. Um, yeah. And uh, we're really excited about the Manos show. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about, maybe tell us a little bit about your guys' relationship with Manos before we take off? Like, what's, uh, what, are you guys excited for this? Or are you, they're uh, all rumors. I've never touched him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a dysfunctional relationship at best. Yeah.
1: Cause obviously this movie's been riffed multiple times. You guys, uh, it was done on Mystery Science Theater, it's done on riff tracks. Are uh, mm-hmm. uh, you guys, um, are you guys psyched to be taking a a,
2: a new pass at this? Or? Uh, psyched isn't the word. You know what? I'll just speak for myself. I'm psyched by how excited people are that we're doing it. Yeah. The excitement wasn't generated from this end that much. <laughs> Especially when it's... Chris and I told Trace that that we was an to idea do to do that. And,
4: and I, I'm enjoying this movie. I I'm so i'm i feel like i should seek help there is I, a weird i, charm I like it,
0: it yeah know. yeah
3: there's a weird charm to it so what,
0: what made you nervous. guys go back to to do this in the first place i don't know if i uh, heard pan, you know pandering yes, <laughs> yes. okay <laughs> yes. we've run out of <laughs> ideas works
4: very well <laughs> also this is a really beautiful print um, yeah i, I have that restoration
3: uh that um yeah, Ben Solovey uh, did the restoration as yeah. a Kickstarter campaign. He actually he granted us permission to use his print, which is awesome.
4: Yeah, it changes the whole scope of the movie mm-hmm. because now you can see it. So that took one level away. <laughs> so, uh, and you guys are having you know, Jackie,
0: Jackie hmm? Damon on? Is Jackie yes, Damon coming on?
4: Yep, she is going to be your special guest. She's That's lovely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's I've awesome. been to a
0: couple of conventions where she's been at. and I've talked to her a few times and she's just like so cool.
3: Yeah, I think it's the first time we've had someone who is a actually appeared in the movie mm-hmm. that that, uh, that Trace and Frank are riffing. Um, I think the closest we came to this before was when we had Victoria Price on yeah. uh, when we showed the tingling, right. which was amazing.
0: Is it gonna feel kind of weird riffing a movie when you know she's watching it, or are I you feel- guys
3: pulling your punches? Or <laughs> yeah, I uh,
2: but 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 it'll be she's heard it all, I'm sure. Yeah, so. right. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I don't remember what we said originally,
2: but you know, how I many years ago. Either, so. so I
4: hope that I don't make the exact same riffs I did right. before. I, that would be sad.
1: I um, mean, it's not
0: like you're making fun of a six year old girl in, in, in the original right. either. So yeah.
1: Well, good gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming thank on. You so much. Um, thank you. Been, for it's me. been an honor to have us. We we are really are huge fans of you guys, right. and uh, it's been it's been wonderful. Uh, Chris, also thank you for coming back. Yes. Thanks for making for this instance. happen.
0: And we promise if you guys want to come back, we'll we'll do a movie you guys like. Yeah. Uh-
1: <laughs> anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, anytime. Uh, we have. We, got we've, to talk,
2: we uh, we've still got to talk about a lot of movies we like. So that's true. Right, true. Yeah. right.
1: Very true. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much, gentlemen, for uh, for coming on. Thanks to Chris Kurtz. Really honor a pleasure. Uh, thanks to TV's Frank, Frank Conniff, Trace you, Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Uh, and check out the uh, check out if anybody's listening to this that uh, is not already a fan of uh, of the Mads, check them out. Right. Um, show's coming up on December fourteenth, uh, and that's gonna be Man of of Fe. It's gonna be a blast. Um, Ten dollars,
3: said so you can download it yeah. later if you need to. I can uh, go to eventbrite the madsmanos.eventbrite dot com. Awesome. can search for it on event. And then oh, also
1: yeah. uh, go to uh, dumb industries and buy a t shirt. Chris Gersbeck wants yeah. you to buy a t shirt. So so pony up your freeloaders. Um and yeah, uh, the Mary
0: Joe Peel show is great too. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's it's a lot of fun or watch it. I say listen because I was I I've seen it when I'm at work.
3: My headphones, so. <laughs> I've heard some people, some people have messages to say, like, I wish you'd just release it as a podcast. It's just fun to just <laughs> listen to. So maybe we'll do that too.
1: So, uh, with that, so thank you very much, everybody, for being here. And uh, we'll say that, at home, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, love yourself, love your fellow horror fans, uh, love your fellow comic book fans as well. Um, and so, thank you very much. Good night and namaste. <laughs>